I want to, as briefly as we can, recap Kavma in total, okay? So I would think that it would start with the rainwater withdrawals thing. It was during jump week. You tried cutting or not taking your brain water. Or cold turkey. Yep, got really sick. Um, came up with this whole plan of going down to 90%. Um, and then you arrived at Kavma. What happened first? Where'd you guys go first, etc.? To the Southern Pole. Mm-hmm. And what was it like there? What happened there? Uh, no one talked with us. Yeah. How'd you get in? Through, like, a boulder moving aside? Crater. Crater. This big crater that opened up. And then you descended through the shaft. Okay, um, let's see. Oh, you got paid while you were there. That's a big deal. You guys are now sitting on 11,000 credits, which, again, is now information you have inside your character sheet. We did have warnings of... An engine problem. We asked for help. Mm -hmm. They came but and they took a look. And they just told us we had to leave. Yeah. Okay, and so you left, and then... We had our engine crash problems and crash landed. Yeah. Emergency landed, yeah. No external Emergency. damage to the ship. And then what happened? Poxo yeah. found us. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and then you went to Poxo's house, and he had uh, a big bomb to drop on you. What was that? Uh, the drone. Yep, and what were the drawings of? People with the ship that looked like us. That could have been us. Or somebody else. Okay, and then um, you guys went to sleep, and the next morning, where did you go? What did you do? Uh, we went to get some burritos, but they're called something else. Hopkins. Hopkins and... Hodge. 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 H-O-J. Hodge, yep. And then we went, uh, we went to work on the ship, and, uh, Bronix and Bosk went back with Poxo to town. Yeah. And they got some clothes. Yeah-huh. Some, uh, incognito clothes. Um, you did find the problem that day with the cable and the panel. Yeah, and then that night, um, there was the translator thing. It seems like Vril started softening up a little bit and maybe taking you a little bit seriously. Um, and what was what was Vril's attitude before? He was skeptical. Yeah. Angry. Yeah, he, he does come across as kind of angry, huh? Yeah. And he had a bomb to drop on you guys. Uh, oh, the earpiece. It like goes to her brain with mm -hmm. some wires. By the way, I've put up a picture, the original one that I gave you guys for the earpiece, just so we can refer to it. Um, and then, where did you guys go? There we decided we were going to break it to a lab, but then the alarm went off and I got to pull some stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. And so you guys, uh, it was the XSI research facility. Um, and then you guys got out of the XSI research facility by the skin of your teeth. And that leaves us at that Hira and Bardak are wearing their jumpsuits. And what are you guys in a hurry to do? Get a goat. 
I meant these two personally. There was something you said in the last session that you were eager to do. You wanted to get a shower because you're covered in garbage goo. Oh, yeah. As yeah. Well, and you're covered in even more garbage goo because you fell in it. <laughs> um, I'm fine with that. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, kind of, uh, what does it say in your description? Scruffy looking. Scruffy looking, yeah. Scruffy looking and dirty. Um, and uh, my review of the video shows and my own notes show that Hira and Bardak have pistols. And Baronix and Bosk have assault rifles. And I have C4. You have a brick of C4 with five detonators and a remote that can, that can set off the detonators. And then Vril shouted something while you guys were leaving on the bus, and what happened next? Uh, he said they're coming. Uh-huh. They're coming. And then Poxo... Poxo said um, they're coming. No, it was Vril that said that. Poxo slammed on the brakes. <coughs> and everybody went flying. And Vril got knocked out. Um, and did something happen with Poxo? I think, didn't I end up having to drive? Yes, he wants you to drive, and he wants Hira to take over what um, Vril was doing. So that brings us up to the moment and to the big question. Are we ready for story time? Yes. All right. Um, so, it is late at night. Did I start? Yes, I did. Poxo has told you that they are coming, and he is freaking the heck out. You guys remember what he was like when you first met him, jumping yeah. up and down and all that. Um, he gets Hero to the equipment in the back of the bus, and um, if there is a name for it, I don't know it, but it's the kind of headset where there is a can that goes over your ear, and then just a thing that holds it up. So you do not have a set of cans on, you've just got the one headphone, okay? And Bardak, he gets you to the controller, the control seat. Now using the translator, Poxo tells you to take the next two left turns that you see. Um, and you can see just looking at the road, even though it's nighttime uh, and your sense of direction, you can see that that's actually going to take you deeper into the woods, not back to their house. He also tells Hira that you are going to have to monitor the XSI communications and listen in on anything else that might be happening. That's how Vril knew that they were sending a car out in pursuit of you guys, okay? Um, and then... Poxo, as he's bouncing around and trying to use the, tele the translator, telling people what to do, and of course he tells you guys to get ready, um, he uh, takes a moment to light an incense, and he puts it in a holder on a wall on the wall of the bus, and he starts chanting in a panicky voice, As he paces between the control seat to watch where you're turning and the equipment um, where you are monitoring right now, <coughs> You do not see anybody chasing you yet. But Vril has said that they are on the way. Now, <clears throat> let's talk ta tactical assessment, okay? There is a, and by the way, everybody saw the picture of the bus, right? Yeah. Um, I think that looks a lot like the way I'm visualizing um, Poxo's bus. You can see that the windows are painted over, and on the inside, they're even boarded up where they have equipment sitting in front of them, that sort of thing. So there's not many windows accessible. There is a single window at the back of the bus, okay, Baronix and Bosk, yeah. 
And there are a couple windows on the sides that are accessible. Um, um, and I won't tell you that part yet. I'll be on the sappies. Um, well, it depends on, I mean, we are on a dirt road in the middle of the woods. So if somebody's chasing you, they're going to be directly behind you, okay? Um, turn the speaker on for me, please. And we will say that um, you guys are jamming along, and that Bardak, you take that first left turn of the two left turns he told you to take. No okay. rolling yet. We will be we will be we will be wearing our dice out here in a minute. Okay. Um, and as you guys are jamming down the road, you hear. Gunfire coming from behind you. Um, so here's the gunshots chasing after you. Um, let's see here. And when you look out the back window, you see four security guards in a wagon SUV sort of thing. Again, I'm thinking of what your car looks like, but a bit beefy. Okay? <laughs> and yes, it looks bulky like it's probably armored. The three that are not driving are leaning out of windows and firing pistols at the bus. The car is about 50 feet away from you. You hear bullets hitting the bus. Metal, glass, plastic. This is a bad situation. So let's say you guys are looking out the back window, um, making up your minds what to do, but we are going to start with the driver, Bardak. We're going to keep going around the table. Everybody has a job, okay? Now, Poxo hits a button on the control console, and all the lights turn off in the van, and or in the bus, and the headlights go off, and I would think that would make you panic for a moment, but then a display projects in front of you. Red wireframe graphics depicting the road, Outlines of every bump, hole, rock, you have night vision, HUD. So, you're going to give me a 2d6 plus pilot, and you are going against me. Okay. <laughs> Three. Um, okay. Well, you are just learning how to drive this thing. Um, I only beat you by two points, by the way. I rolled a five. Um, so we will leave that be for a moment. I won't penalize you just yet. You're, you're still getting used to it, not to mention all the lights just went out, and now your eyes are adjusting to this uh, red wireframe display in front of you. Now, Hira is listening to XSI comms. Can you think of a problem you would have listening to their comms? You don't speak their language. You no. don't understand yeah. their language. So you're going to have to use the translator box on the earphone. Whenever you hear them talking, you're going to hold down the button and wait for the translation and listen to what they say. And so it's going to be hit and miss. Okay? So why don't you give me a 2D6 plus contact? Six. Uh-oh. Okay. I have a zero. Oh, yeah. okay. oh really? Mm -hmm. All right, well, you caught nothing. You, you caught a few useless words, and you realize this is going to be kind of tricky to time this out, right? Maybe not even wearing the earpiece, although then 
how are you going to hear them when they do start talking, okay? Now, weapons. Let's talk about these weapons. You each have an assault rifle to begin with. How many bullets does an assault rifle have? Um, 30. 30. Now, there's a switch. Single or triple fire burst, right? So, if it fires three shots at once, how many times can you do that if you have 30 bullets? 10. That's right. So, you guys need to be really sure if you are going to fire single or burst. And you are going to track your ammunition. Let's go ahead and start some shooting, shall we? Bringing a little drama. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, both of you roll a 1d6. We'll see who gets to shoot first. I know you're both chomping at the bit. High number gets it. Yeah, make sure to shake them up really good. Alright, so Bosk, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to shoot two shots um, at, the, at their... Try to shoot one of them. Okay, so you're going to uh, open up the back window? Yeah, it don't open. Shoot it out. Or you can or break it. Use the butt of the rifle. Yeah, I'll, I'll break it open. So, tell us, tell us about it. Make it dramatic. Let's see. I'd like try to just break it, uh, make it as wide as possible. Okay, so you know. That's my gun. You're gonna heft up your rifle and smash, smash, and get all that glass out of there, right? Yeah. Okay, and then you want to take aim where on this car coming after you? So, are they like hanging out of the... Yeah, we'll say that on the, if, if the front of the truck is there, then here on the passenger's side, they are like full-on leaning out, firing their pistols. That could have been bad. Um, whereas the other guy on the driver's side, the, the back seat of the driver's side, he's kind of hoisted himself up and he's like sitting on the window and pop, pop, pop like that, okay? So where would you like to aim? So there's three on the left side with the pistols, like, leaning up. Now, there's two on what is your left and one on your right, and then in the front seat on the driver's side is the driver. So there's four people total, one is driving, three are shooting at you. So I'll put it on the three-burst one, one three-burst shot at the two on the, my left side. Okay, try to hit them both at the same time. Or, yeah. Okay. Turn it down a bit too low. All right, so what you are going, you are doing a burst. That's your final answer. Yes. Triple shot. All right. So what you need to do is give me a 2d6 plus weapons. Um, eight to succeed. Five. Five. Okay. So, um, you essentially... <coughs> I mean, they're 50 feet away. I measured this living room, and I didn't write it down. Huh. I think this is about 20 feet. Seems right. Yeah. So you figure two and a half of these rooms, that's how far back they are. So we will say, but it, it, was, it was not a waste of time, because when you missed, you hit the windshield, and you saw that the bullets bounced off of the windshield. 
So it's obviously bulletproof glass. Okay. So this is kind of a scary. Marcus bullets. Oh yes, yes. So now you just spent three. And take a mark for weapons. All right, Baronix. It's up to you. Give me that two D's. Oh, what what would you like to do? Uh. No, I'm going to try opening the uh, window. A side window? Yeah. Oh, I think you'll have a hard time hitting them. You should probably use the, the back window. Yeah, the back window. Okay, well, it's already open. Bosk over there shattered it. You should have seen the look on Poxo's face. Yeah. Of course, you ought to see the look on Poxo's face with all these bullets. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was close, man. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm going to... Go and bask. Okay. Hit the window. Okay, so you're going to fire your rifle, I assume. Do you want to use single or burst and spend three bullets? Uh, single. Okay. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot something. When Bosk fired, we should have heard like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually four, but we're all just going to use our imaginations that it's three. Okay. So, um, let's see here. So, um, you're going to fire a single shot. Um, do you want to fire twice? I was going to let him do it. Or do you just want to fire once and step out of the way? Uh, fire twice. All right. Give me that 2d6 plus weapons. Eight to succeed. Six, seven, eight, nine, and eleven. Oh, there went one of them. It was the guy on the driver's side. Suddenly goes tumbling out. You hit that dude. You couldn't exactly tell where, but yeah, there he went tumbling around. Now there's only two guys. And we'll say that one of them is, uh, wait a minute. I had it backwards. So you you shot the guy in the front on the passenger's side. So now there's one on either side shooting at you, which brings us right back round to finding out how the driving is going. All right. Yeah. All right. So I'm just going to drive normally then for this time. 2D6 plus pilot. Oh, uh, is that versus mm -hmm. machine mark? Oh, yeah. I think that's versus me. I think I am the road. Your yes, bullets I am. and the mark for your weapon. Okay. Twelve. Oh, very nice. Okay, so um, you managed to increase the gap by 25 feet. They are now 75 feet behind you. So you guys are really leaving them in the dust. But yes, it's going to make it harder to shoot them, unfortunately. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and see if you hear anything on the radio. So 2D6 plus contact. Seven. All right. Um, okay, you hear some information that the guys chasing you only have pistols. Um, they are trying to get somebody to head out our direction that has rifles. But right now, these guys uh, in the car chasing you only have pistols. So what you going to do now, Bosk? I'm going to uh, put it back to water. And then I'm going to shoot it at the guy at the left two times. 
two times. Alrighty. Uh, remember, you can get the stun beads from him, and I didn't say you couldn't use the C4. Okay. So, but that's what you want to do is your rifle. Yeah. Two shots. Alrighty. So, give me that 2d6 plus weapons. So, um, you did not hit a person this time, but those two shots went into the front grill of that vehicle, and now there's a little steam smoke kind of stuff coming out of the front. So, that's some pretty good damage right there, I would say. Okay. Sounds like the radiator. Could be, could be. And how long can they last if he put a hole in their radiator, you know? Not long. Yeah. So, I'm adjusting some balances here. Let's hear that gunshot again. Alright, that's better. I need to put an EQ on this thing or something. It sounds so muddy and muffled. Alright, so you are down two bullets and you have done some pretty decent damage to the pursuing vehicle. Um, Baronix, what would you like to do? And again, you could go get the stun beads from him. Uh, you could beg some C4 off of him, or you could take another shot. You're the only person to kill somebody so far, so... Yeah, I'm gonna use my rifle again, and go to be, uh, one shot. Okay. And you just want to fire once, or do you want to fire twice? Fire twice. Alright, so give me that 2d6 plus weapons. There's your two shots. Five, six, seven. All right. Well, unfortunately, that is not a success. Um, we could say that you hit the hood of the car. Well, yeah, from 75 feet, you wouldn't be able to tell anything. So you send those shots into the night, wham, wham, and you'll see no effect whatsoever. So, we are back to finding out how Bardak's driving is going. Yeah. Can I keep on driving? I could say that Bardak hit a bump and, and his shots flew up. I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. I'm going to just keep on driving. That's right. It's a very important job. Eight. Eight, and I forgot this is a, what's it called when you're rolling against somebody? An opposed roll. An opposed roll. You rolled what? Eight. We tied. I'm going to roll again. I, I didn't think what to do in the case of a tie, although I could do it the golf way and, and rule in favor of the player, but... I think it'll be more exciting this way. Okay, I lost. So, wow, you are really leaving them behind. You just gained another 25 feet. They are now 100 feet away from you. They are way back there. Okay? 
So yeah, we're gonna. I'll have to arrange for something bad to happen so that uh, <laughs> you guys get slowed down. Um, by the way, bullets continue to just hit around you. So far, nobody has been hit. So um, we are one minute away from a bio break. So let's just go ahead and take the bio break there. Okay. Okay. So we were at the driving. Yeah. Uh, no. We're at the no. Uh, no, mine. communications. Okay. And give me a contact roll. Seven. Seven? Um, at least you're bumping up the skills. I know, right? <laughs> I'm at nine. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to have to tell you, you, you didn't make anything out. Okay. I've got six things here, and I don't want to waste them. And I accidentally gave away two of them, and I didn't mean to. No. Oops. So, all right. And then that brings us back to the shooters. And you know what? I did this wrong. Let's uh, change it up and have Baronix shoot first this time. You got it. Um, I'm going <clears> to <throat> uh, take... The C4 from Bosk. Guy. Do you have explosive skills? No. Then uh -oh. you'll be minus three. <laughs> oh dear, yes, yeah, so you'd have a minus three roll. So yeah, I'm gonna go with my rifle. Okay. And uh, shoot one, uh, one, one bullet. Yeah. Okay. All right, so give me that 2d6 plus weapons. There went your shot. Yikes. Yeah, you have no idea where those... Yeah, you have no idea where those bullets went. So, they're gone. Or where that bullet went. You said fire once, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that bullet is gone. Now, Bosk... Very important job. You are going to take a piece of the C4, right? And then you're going to jab the detonator in it. What's next? Um, so I just toss it and then like count eight seconds. Okay. I'll actually do nine. And then and you light the button? Yeah. All right. I will prepare this here. Give me an explosives roll. What do you have for explosives? Zero. Oh, well, at least it's not a minus three like the rock. So you toss it out, you're zipping away, you're counting. Seven. You hit the button. There's an explosion off in the distance. And there's flames for a moment, and then here comes their headlights through it. You obviously hit the button too early. But at least there was a big boom. And, um... Five detonators. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so now you have four detonators. Whose turn? Oh, right. Let's see how Bardak is driving. Well, Poxo points to this left turn that's coming up here. So you're going to take the left turn, and this is not an opposed roll. So as long as you succeed, everything's fine. Five. Oh dear. 
He tips the bus over. <laughs> no, but he took the turn so badly. He comes, he comes around that turn, and oh no 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 no! no, no. He gets it right it again, and then just a couple of seconds later, here they come behind you, and they are now only fifty feet behind you again. Once you get out onto the straightaway, they obviously handled the corner much better than you did. Kira, listening to those comms. Eleven. Oh, nice. Ooh. So. Do you have a plus one now? I do. The other vehicle that they sent after us probably won't catch up to us until we reach our ship. Until after we reach our ship. So just keep it up. Keep driving. So they apparently think you're heading toward the ship. It's hard for you guys to tell out here in the forest in the dark. Um, boy, getting at the ship, is that exactly an ideal situation? I mean, you're going to have to install a cable and make a panel. And so you guys need to get rid of these guys before you guys get to the ship. Okay, so I think we're back to the drive. No, we're to the shooters now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Baronix, you can go first. Yeah, I'm going to go back to, rif to the rifle. Uh-huh. Is it pointing to the next level? Yes. And then shoot two bullets. I'm going to shoot twice, okay? They're only 50 feet away this time. Yeah. Success. So, oops, I forgot to do the shots. One, two. Oh, you took out another one. Man, boss, you got some catching up to do. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you fire some shots, and um, the guy on the driver's side because he was sitting up on the window, or, you know, out like this, and he boom, 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 goes tumbling along the side of the road, um, and you are leaving him for dead. That now means there is only one guy shooting at you. I'll shoot at the guy, the last guy that's shooting. Okay, with your rifle? Two shots. Two shots, okay. So give me a 3D6 plus weapons. Yeah, you have no idea where those bullets went. They're just gone. Oops, I forgot. There was your two shots. So that brings us back to the driver, and you need to make another turn, unfortunately. He points you to another left turn. Um, again, though, the good thing about a turn is it's not an opposed roll, so all you gotta do is succeed. Seven. Oh, really? Yep. It's those dice, I tell you. Okay. They just gained some serious ground on you. They are now only 20 feet away. 25 oh, feet okay. away. So a little bit longer than how long this room is. Okay? So uh, it's getting kind of tense. Um, Hira, you hearing anything on those comms over there? Nine. 
Oh God! They're sending the other the other car to to the, directly to our ship. So the guys with rifles could be waiting for you at the ship. Whose turn is it? Is it the uh, shooter's turn? Yeah. All right. Who wants to shoot first? I'll shoot first. Yeah. Do it up. First. What do you want to do? I'll do the three one. Okay. And I'll take one of those shots. At the, guy, the last guy who's shooting. So you're going to use burst mode? Yeah. Okay. So you take aim at a guy who's only 25 feet away from you. Tell you what. Um, give yourself a plus one on this roll since they are so close. So he pulls the trigger on burst mode. There it is. Um, I got succeed. You got so ten. Ten. Plus ten. one. Plus an extra one then. Oh, plus no, an extra one would be 11. Yeah. Okay. You did not hit the final guy yet, but there is now a lot of smoke coming out of the front of that truck. You hit that front grill again, and that uh, that truck is now uh, making some very angry sounds, and there is smoke, steam, whatever the heck it is coming out of it. Okay? Um, Baronix, maybe you're going to be uh, do the hat trick and kill the third guy. Yeah. So, what do you want to do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my rifle and then shoot two, two bullets again. Okay. Um, and you're trying to hit that guy that's uh, leaning out the window shooting at you? Or are you trying to hit the driver? Are you trying to hit the front of the truck again? What are you trying to hit? I'm gonna hit the, uh, the uh, dude. That's shooting at you? Yeah. All right, take a plus one, because you're only 25 feet away. And there he went, and you are down to only the driver. Now, of course, the problem is, the guy, the guy that's driving is behind what appears to be bulletproof glass. So that is going to be tricky. Do, do we even have to take that? <coughs> do we even have to um, kill, kill him, though? He's Not just necessarily. You could kill the truck instead. <laughs> yeah, kill the truck. Yeah, it's a thought. Blow up the driver. It's a thought. Now, um, speaking of driver, that's what we're back to, right? Yep. The good news is you've got a straight line here. Three people. Okay, 12. Well, so we will say that you gained another 25 feet, and you are now 50 feet away. Hira. You're up, right? Mm -hmm. Seven. Ooh. So with your plus one? Right. You got nothing. Alright, so is it, I guess it's back to the shooters now. What do uh, the shooters want to do? Um, how about we both shoot at the truck at the same time and finish it off? That's an interesting notion. Maybe if you guys both got up there, put it on burst mode, and both of you start... Maybe you could take the truck out. It's 50 feet away. It could maybe be done. I would be willing to let you guys have a special combined roll 
and let you do some really extensive damage if that's what you wanted to do. So is that what you guys want to do? Both of you are going to set your guns to pulse. You're both going to get in the window and try to finish this vehicle off. That's your plan here? Yeah. All right. So here's what I need you to do. Both of you... Um, both of you give me the 2d6 plus weapons, and, um, and I'll hear what you, what you say. Alright, you ready? Start rolling, guys. I got a 12. Four, five, six, six, wait, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, and and something in the engine explodes, and the hood of the car flips up and smashes into the windshield. The car veers and and then crashes into a tree and stops. The driver gets out and just starts blam 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 shooting at you as the bus goes speeding away. <coughs> Okay, so you guys have successfully defeated the pursuing car. You have successfully eluded the pursuing car, and you are great, too. <laughs> Guess what? In less than one minute, you see your ship. And it is in this very last moment that you receive or that you overhear another piece of intel. Oh no, they're sending out a helicopter to come after us. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> and um, I didn't put it in there because these were just my own notes, but this is a heavily armed helicopter heading straight for you right now. Now, when you guys pull up to the, uh, you get close to the ship, Poxo grabs a couple of the satchels from the floor and he points around at the other cases and portable devices on the floor of the bus and shouts something at all of you. He then surprises everyone by picking up Vril and carrying him out the door of the bus and heading for the ramp of the ship, albeit slowly. Yeah, we should take all the other ones and run to the ship and I'll get some extra C4. I think I should try to install a cable. Actually, throw some C4 with detonators around the ship so that when they come I can just blow it, blow it up. Well, I mean, it occurred to all of you that probably getting to the safety of the ship would be your first priority, especially because Poxo is standing there straining to hold Vril up. He obviously wants to get him to safety inside of the ship. But it... What are the things that need to be done? You need to cut a panel out of that door. You need to go install the cable up on top of the ship, etc., etc. Plus, you've still got to do the repairs inside of the ship, resetting and those sorts of things. It would occur to you that these two could take care of the panel and the cable and that sort of thing, while you guys take care of the internal. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, part of the message was missing. I am so sorry. It should have been here. Why is it not here? There it is. What you overheard is they expect the helicopter will arrive in about 10 minutes. 
So you guys have 10 minutes to get this ship running again. And it's surely a couple of hours of work. So you guys take care of the panel. We'll just get even the minimum just to get out of here. Try to get it reset. Okay, does that work for you guys? Mm-hmm. Okay. And don't worry, if you take too long, there will be dead guys approaching and you're already gonna be outside. So you might oughta... So can I have the stump beads at least? It's, it's a good idea. Sure. Write that down can for. we reload our ammo too? Sure. And then, so now we have 30. And then also gonna get some more C4. Okay, did you open the ramp? Mm -hmm. Okay, Poxo carried Vril and he's heading up, uh, you know, to the upper deck. Um, sounds like these two are probably going to hit the locker room and get some more ammo, so, so you're I'm back to get 30. Yeah. Two bricks of C4 to detonators. Okay, alright. So, um, yeah, we will bio break here, and when we get back, we have 10 minutes to uh, get the ship flying again. Alright, we're all back. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so um, we had some IBC root beer not too long ago and I was reminded of just how delicious it is. And again, I've never been a huge fan of the bold Chex Mix, but I thought it'd go good with the um, very flavorful IBC. You have 10 minutes until bad guys are going to get here. And I said 10 minutes till the helicopter gets here, huh? Mm -hmm. Let's say it was unclear, but you think it's the helicopter that's going to get here in 10 minutes. I don't know if it's going to be the helicopter or the car with the, guy with the guys with rifles. So, we have a mini game here that's going to take place in 10 steps. So each one of these actions, each one of these steps, is going to be about a minute. Now the clock is ticking. Every time you fail a roll means that they might arrive before you're done. Okay? So, first thing that's going to happen is the boys are going to have to go get a plasma cutter and head for a door that they are going to attempt to cut a panel out of. Now, we will say that you gave them exact measurements, but we'll say it's square. Okay, so, you know, it's probably like 30 inches by 30 inches is what you need, maybe even bigger. So, you want to cut from the, um, the office door. Okay, so they are going to head to the office door with their plasma torches. Which one of you is going to cut a panel from Jex's office door? Sounds fun, I'll do it. Okay. So, uh, a plasma cutter. It's got like a big handle right here that's like round and it's this big thing like this. So you like hold on and you're cutting through this thing. Give me a 2D6. Plus minus three? No, just a 2d6. Uh, seven? Uh-oh. Uh-huh. You made a bad cut. <laughs> and now there is no way you are getting a panel from this door. The measurements are wrong. So you're going to have to go cut a different door and cut a panel out of it. I'll do the fresher. Okay, I'll do the fresher door. So we'll say that he called down on the comm to you guys and that um, 
he told you that he botched the job, and you are going to tell him to now go cut up the fresher door? All right. Well, Bosk, let's see if you're any better at cutting the fresher door. Now that there's a big, a whole bunch of damage to the office door. We'll, we'll just go to the Space Home Depot and get some new doors. Yeah. Five. Oh, no. Oh, my God. He has now ruined the fresher <laughs> door. So, now when you're in the mister and you feel a draft, you can't do nothing about it. So, um, let's see here. Um, Uh-oh. Oh, rats. Okay, so he's going to call down to you on the comm and say, um, Hey, uh, boss, I just uh, ruined the fresher door and it's still the wrong size. Gully lounge. Here is cussing right about now. How about Baronics give it a try? Right. Okay, Bosk, are you willing to relinquish the plasma cutter to him? Yeah. Alright, give us that 2d6. Better hey, make it good. Can we cut someone with the plasma cutter? Mm hmm. Yes. Ooh. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay, they now have a panel the correct size cut from the. Um, what did we say? Galley lounge. The galley lounge door. Okay, so you guys remember how to play the pairs minigame, only this time we are not going to have the 3D6 to find out how long the job is going to take you. Yeah. Now, they are racing to get their stuff done. Now you guys are going to be racing to get your stuff done. Give me the 1D6 difficulty. Five. Oh, dear. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. That is the one where you are going to repeatedly roll 3d6. Uh-huh. And you need to get to 100. Okay. Going over means overloading and having to start again. And I went ahead and codified anything less than 93% gets a minus one on all future ship system rolls until you come back and repair it. Yeah. So it, it might work in this situation. So, 3D6, and please write it down, track as you go, let us know what the running total is, so we get the full grammar of it. Okay, then. Fourteen. So that's... Ninety-two. Uh-oh. <laughs> Four. So that will be a minus one on ship system rolls. Oh. Do you want to risk it or not? What do you guys think? Chances of you getting under... Eight are virtually none. I mean, I didn't roll under eight the whole time. Yeah, I'd say no. Okay. Stand? Yeah. Alright, while he's doing that, 1d6. One. Hmm. Alright, give me a 2d6 plus... Um... Engineering. Unless you really have it on something like <coughs> Okay. Succeed. So we'll say that took you about a minute. We'll say that took you about a minute. You guys have... You now have... Actually, that... Screwing up two of the... Yeah. We're going to say that you guys are down to eight minutes remaining. Now, you have the panel... 
How are you going to get on top of the ship? Jump on the bus. Jump on the bus again. Guys, somebody's going to have to first drive the bus up next to the ship. Which one of you wants to try to drive the bus? He's got piloting skills. Okay, I'll let you use pilot. So, 2D6 plus pilot. Uh, okay, so you manage. Um, okay, so you manage to get that bus right up against the take your pilot mark right up against the ship. Um, so now we're going to say seven minutes remain until some bad guys show up. So what you guys are going to have to do now is climb the bus, and as I said, there is a ladder. You are going to climb the bus and then climb up to the ship, up to the place where the panel is going to have to be replaced, which is somewhere like there. The bus is like right here. You're going to have to climb up to there. So both of you, give me a 2D6, and we'll see how you do at climbing the ship. Wait, don't roll yet. Which one of you is carrying the panel? Wait a minute, one of you has the panel, one of you has the cable, and the adhesive. So do you want the panel, or do you want the cable and the adhesive? The cable and the adhesive. Okay, so you're carrying the panel, you're carrying the cable and the adhesive. You guys start climbing. 2d6. Five. Eleven. 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 And you got five, and you're carrying what? The panel. The panel. So, you managed to fall off the top of the bus with the panel. Your The wind is knocked out of you. You're going... Uh, uh, uh. So, you are going to... Uh, a minute goes by, and then you're going to have to climb, uh, try climbing again. So, go ahead and try your climb with the panel again. He could use this time to install the cable, though. I'll keep that in mind. Three. Wow. You know what? I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it. You make it up there. Now, sure, you, in the meantime, were doing, were beginning to, I don't know, you looked down and you saw him fall. What was your reaction? Are you going to help him? Are you going to laugh at him? Are you going to say, I got work to do and this is important? What are you going to do? I'm going to get back over here. Okay, and you're going to go try to install the cable? All right, hold that thought. Um, you guys now have six minutes remaining. You first this time. 1d6. Two. Two? Man, she gets the wow. easy ones. Nine. Nine. Okay, so yeah, that that was a success. Take your mechanic or your electronics mark. Um, Bardak, one d six. Four. Four. Okay. Give me four two d sixes plus uh, plus skilled dice. Okay, so choose a, a skill, engineering, whatever. I'll live on the wild side. I'll say mechanics. Mechanics, okay. So, um, that is going to be a... T uh, what's your mechanics modifier? Plus two. Okay, so you get to roll four dice. Is that what you got in your hand? Okay, so you get to roll four dice. 
And you're going to roll four times, and each roll has to be better than the last, choosing two. You remember how this works, right? Okay, five. Okay. Eight. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Nine. Ah. Okay. Nine. Ten. Nine. Okay. Success. And that was on mechanics, you said? Yep. Okay. Okay, we now have five minutes remaining, everybody. Until bad news shows up. You gotta get that cable installed. Roll it. Uh, minus three? No. Okay. Six. Okay, so you can't quite get the pins to match up to the holes. I was thinking like an S-video cable looking thing. Um, so you are trying and you must just be stressed because the clock is ticking. So you can't get the pins matched up to the holes. But that's okay, that's about the time Veronix shows up. And he says, get out of the way, let me try. Roll your 2d6 to try to install the cable. Okay. Oh, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped one of the pins. Oh. <laughs> he dropped the cable and it back down the ground. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, he gets the cable installed, and there should be power now. Um, so let's see here. We're at five minutes, so you guys... Um, actually, I, I will give you one chance. He calls down and tells you that the cable is installed. You have five seconds to think of something you might do now rather than move on with the repairs. Put the panel on. Okay, so um, roll a 1d6 for the difficulty of the next job. Four. Okay, so... Same one that he just did. Uh, choose a skill that you want to use. Engineering. And what do you have in that? A plus two. Give her those two dice. You are going to roll a 4d6. That's the 2d6 plus the two skill dice. Choose two that you're going to keep. Roll four times and each one has to be better than the last. Just like the one he did. And I said you guys are at what? Four minutes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so they eventually got the cable installed, but yes, they are taking way longer than they should. So what you guys are going to have to do now, imagine this glass is the hole. What you're going to have to do is use this big thing to put adhesive all the way around it so that you can lay the panel down on the adhesive, okay? So what you're going to do is you're going to run a nice bead all the way around. Which one of you wants to do that? I'll do it. Okay, give me a 2d6. Okay. Under normal circumstances, we'd call that a success with a complication. So here's the complication. You put a bead of it all around like that, and you're proud of your work. But he says, dude, you didn't put enough on. Give me that. And so now you are going to apply some more. Roll a 2D6. Okay, and you are very pleased with the amount of sealant adhesive that is around there. And Bronix looks at it and says, doesn't look that different than the way I did it. Um, <clears throat> 1d6, let's find out what's going on below the Five. Five. That's the one to a hundred, right? Yep. You better make it quick. <clears throat> is it three? Uh, yes, 3d6 to a hundred. Twelve. Remember, this time if you stop below ninety-three, now you're going to be getting minus two on all ship systems jobs. Yep. Okay, so that's eleven. So that's twenty-three. Oof. Okay, ninety-one. Oh dear. No. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! Okay, you now have three minutes remaining. Or did I say that one already? You no. said that one two minutes. No, I think we had four. Yeah. We'll no, say it's three minutes. I should have been tracking it. Do I have to do this again now? Yeah, you just get popped, and now yeah. you're like, ah, now I gotta start over. Okay, seven. With three minutes remaining. Fourteen. So that's eighty-one. 81. Another big one. Another big one. Okay, so that's 12. That's 93. Nice. All right, somebody give him Nux. He nailed it. Okay, so let's see how the knuckle draggers are doing up there. The adhesive has been applied. You guys are going to have to affix the panel now. There's the big hole. You got the adhesive around it. You have to set that panel just right to fit over it nice and even. Who is going to affix the panel? Now, he is the one carrying it, so maybe we should just say he's going to do it. But, Bosk, maybe you think you've got a steadier hand and you want to say, give me that. So, who's going to apply the panel?
Anyone, anyone, jump in anytime. Right. You're going to take it? All right, give me that 2d6 to affix the panel. Excellent. So you got it on there. Very nice. And the coolest thing happens. The adhesive underneath starts shrinking. It's like it's it, it was foam a minute ago, and now it starts going down like that. And you can even hear the metal of the panel kind of as it's like pulling down tight. And it is perfectly sealed. And these two have just successfully repaired the external problem with the ship. Um, that... You know what that sound is? That's the proximity warning coming from the bridge. I want to use my headgear and say, all right, Bosk, you better get to the bridge and start gearing up for, you know, taking off. Okay. All right. Well, remember, you two still have work to do. No, I know. Okay. But he can be ready. Okay, so the proximity alarm is sounding. That means something is coming. Is it a car? Is it a helicopter? We'll find out after these words from our sponsors. Okay, we all back? Mm -hmm. Alrighty, so, yes, a proximity alarm is going off. Somebody is about to arrive. These two are still on top of the ship. They're high-fiving each other, maybe a belly bump that they just got the ship fixed. Do you guys do belly bumps or high fives or gimme claw or what? Or gimme paw? Elbow bumps? Huh? No. Gimme paw? Yeah. Have you, have you seen the movie Spaceballs? Alright, don't laugh to show them how it works. Gimme paw! <laughs> yeah. When all of a sudden, here comes another one of those SUV looking things following the trail, heading for the ship. They pull up sideways to you like this, and they, they hop out of this thing and hide behind it. Two guys are at the hood of the vehicle, so they pop up like this and shoot at you and get back down. Two others are at the, you know, passenger area of the truck, and they pop up like this and fire and get back down again. Now, are you guys going to get on the comms and tell them what is happening? Yes. Okay, so he gets on the comms. He explains to you guys, a truck just pulled up. They're firing rifles at us and at the ship. Do you guys have anything you would say about that? C4. Uh, how much is left to fix? Um, probably very little. There's a ship in a condition where we could fly it. I can think of a way where you could find that out. I would like to try. So what would you do to determine that? I'd go to the bridge. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd want to make sure I'm not going to just blow up everything. I could do a ship systems roll. Eight. With the minus one, but my plus one. Fine. And what you deduce is the moment they plugged in that cable, everything is pretty much ready to go. You guys can leave right now. Yeah, I want to, if possible, bump the truck so that it kind of tips over and traps them. Mm, it's an interesting and then if you blow them up. Hmm. Okay, so let's see. Well, hang on. 
I mean, yes, it's going to be piloting. I'm trying to think because what you're trying to do is a pretty complicated little maneuver, maneuvering around kind of in hover mode rather than flying it. So, Bardak, I will say take a minus one to it because of the complication of it. Eight. Because I have a plus one. Okay. Okay, so tell me, tell us what, what, what happens here. So, I back up. The truck kind of gets knocked over and then maybe even drags them a little bit underneath the truck. Okay, I'm wondering if they would see the, tr the ship coming at a run. You rolled a what? An eight. An eight with the penalty? So I'm going to oppose your roll after the fact. Okay. And if I win, then they went running into the woods and they are going to continue to fire at you from the woods. Fair okay. enough? Sure. We agreed? All right. Uh, yes, I beat you by one, so Great you do job. not get to pin them under the truck, but that truck ain't going anywhere. All right, so you knocked the truck over. That truck ain't going nowhere. They are now in the woods, and they are firing at your ship. Meanwhile, these two are up here while the ship is moving. I would be willing to fly away a little bit and look for a good landing place so that these guys can get back in the ship. Okay. We could even just, like, fly a little bit, hover, open the ramp, they jump in. Okay, I like that idea. And or could they get in through the external hatch? <coughs> oh, that's an interesting idea. Maybe, that's an interesting maybe, idea. Maybe Hera could go to the external hatch, hook herself in, because there's the ropes, and see if she can pull them in while I fly away. This this is why I need those red coins. Yeah, that is a great idea. That is a great idea. So should I roll do a piloting roll? No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking. Um, you know what? I love to complicate things. You guys now hear the helicopter approaching. Oh, it's getting very close. So um, you're going to get on your comm and tell them to go to the external. The hatch here is going to open it, and we are going to blast out of here. Mm -hmm. Let's say... Let's start with both of you giving me a 2d6. Is Poxon building the ship too? Mm -hmm. Where did they go, though? I don't know. Maybe they went... Seven. Well, that's not going well. Okay. You would tether yourself, and then you'll go and open the hatch, and let's say it's going to be a little bit of helping them down sort of situation, because they're clearly going to need some help. He just rolled a four. So, um, and he will only need a little help. So let's say that he kind of goes crawling down, and it's obvious he can't do it by himself, so you are, you are going to reach out a helping hand. Give me a 2d6. Six. Well, that's not a horrible fail. What if he slipped and you're holding on to him by, like, one hand? And you're trying to pull him up? Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Both of you give me a 2d6. I need a success from even just one of you. 
Six. Okay, so it's a good thing she succeeded. So you pull him, and he is now safe. Now he went tumbling down. You are going to try to reach out and catch him before he falls out of the ship and you guys have real problems. This better be a success because I don't know how to make up what happens next. So have a success. Oh, God. Oh, no. You are clearly not the agile one in the family. So you went tumbling down and hoof down on the ground, okay? And you are going to... Is it going to be like a big heroic dive, <laughs> or is it going to be you going to tell him what to do? And Louia, what, what's going to happen? I'm going to tell him what to do. Reel me back in when I tell you to lift me up. Okay. So I'm just going to jump off. You so first. is he going to actually going to control act use the controls to lower you down? No. Oh, rats. Okay. All right. Then give me a roll. Well, you didn't con you didn't control the tether very well, so we'll just say you hit yeah we'll say you hit the ground kind of hard and um, and leave it at that. But um, how uh, you now now you are able no let's say you're laying there days you're like oh man because it was quite a fall so you're gonna have to like. Grab him. How is the tether attached to our jumpsuits? Well, I wasn't going to go there. Because, yes, it attaches to a vac suit, but I don't know. Wrapped around your waist or something, I don't know. You could just wrap it around both of you. True. Do it yo-yo style. Yeah, I'll wrap it around both of us. And then he's going to pull you up. So let's leave it in his hands. Give me that 2d6. I dropped you. When you're up there, I dropped you. Six. Does it, is it like a winch that it just like pulls you back in? or? What do you think, guys? Should it be a hand crank thing? Should there be an up and down button? Should there be... Like a lever where it can go faster and slower. What do you think? Probably buttons, since it's so like since we're like able to run space. So always at the same speed. Okay, so we'll keep it simple. I would think it'd have to be electronic buttons because we'd have to be able to control it with our back suits, like by remote control. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, you didn't have time to get in the vac suit, so yeah, you're having to do it this way, which means he needs to control it. So, okay, I've got it. The tether is really straining, and it's moving very slowly, because this was not designed to operate in gravity and actually carry a weight. It's supposed to be zero-g tethering you in from, from empty space, so it is moving very slowly. So, hmm. So let's say that you guys hear Flight of the Valkyries playing and machine guns going off. They are close enough to start opening fire on you. Um, Bardak is probably wanting to know what the frack is going on out there. Can I take off or not? Um, and you guys are trying to get the winch to go up. 
So, I'm not sure that there's even anything worth... Well, yeah. What if I... I mean, they're secure, even if it's low. What if I just take off, but not into space? What if I just try to outrun the helicopter? Or at least keep them at a distance where they can't shoot at us accurately. Roll it. And then we'll figure it out. Thirteen. Oh, excellent piloting skills. Yeah. So I'm gonna take your job. Oh, yeah, I'm a plus three. So you ease into the throttle, and there it starts going. Here comes the helicopter. Meanwhile, you two guys are just dangling. Maybe even we're not in yet. Um, so, Vladek, give me another 2d6. Oh, Seven. I mean, how hard is it really to hit a button? So we will we will say you guys get up to the lip of it, and the thing just continues to be angry. So you're just gonna have to pull yourselves up into it. You close the door and you say, "Okay, Bardak, punch it." So, and I will not make you roll on that. We are going to say that you guys have escaped. Fair enough? Everybody happy with that? You guys get off the ground, you're taken off, and you set a course for the sky, essentially, right? Yeah. So you are heading out. So, <coughs> did you say you wanted to go find Poxo and Vril? Yeah. Okay, what's everybody else doing? You obviously are sitting there at the controls. Um, what are you two going to be doing? Well, you're going to go to the fall. bridge, or you're going to go with him? Mm -hmm. And what about you? Well, I do have the medic skills. I should probably go with him to check on the rail. Okay. I think I want to call people like, you know, there's four stations on the bridge. <laughs> true, true. I thought you were so good. Um, so, well, that can say something to him. Be with you in a minute. I'm gonna go check on Vril, make sure he's okay. And who's the, who's the sensor position? That'd be him. I think Bronix, you should come up, and we need some. We don't really need contact because they don't have like other spaceships. Right, so yeah. sensors and nav helm is probably enough. Yeah. So are you going to tell him that he needs to get his butt up to the bridge? Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay, well then, you can head to the bridge and take your station. These two are going to go check, uh, go find Poxo and Vril, and then what happens next, you guys are just going to tell them about it afterward, okay? They're in the bunkhouse, and Poxo has laid Vril in one of the bunks. Vril is sitting up and apparently feeling much better. But he looks angry, and he's speaking in a harsh tone to Poxo, who is clearly pleading a case. Um, do we know what the translator is right now? How about if, I guess I have it because that's I was right. the last one to have it. That's right. So, Vril looks at you two the same way he looks at Poxo, like a burden he has to bear. And he looks angry. If uh, you were to hand Poxo the translator... He would say something like rolling his eyes, and when he plays it back for you, he says, He seems to think we've been abducted by aliens, Cabo. 
I told him this isn't how alien abduction works. Raelians, Zetans, Reptiloids, Greens, they all have specific things they do to you when they abduct you. But you're not Raelians or Zetans or Reptiloids or Greens. But he says he's getting off at the next stop and he'll find his own way home. Real, we are not aliens. Did you? Did we beam you up in a beam of light to our spaceship and do uh, probing and? <laughs> yeah, um, Vril, as the translator is reading, he's just shaking his head and he clearly doesn't want to talk about it. Let's let's think about Vril's position. He just woke up. Where was he a moment ago in his mind? In the box. It was in the bus, and he shouts, they're sending somebody after us, and then he slams on the brakes, he gets knocked out, and then he wakes up and he's on a spaceship. You know, he didn't get a vote in any of this. <laughs> and he's probably dazed. Yeah. We can win him over. He's kind of justified in feeling like he's just been abducted. You know, because he did not willingly say, let's get on the ship and go with them. We'll have a week in jump space to win him over. Actually, yes, that's what's scripted. Well, then let's go to the lab and check out the wounds on your head. Okay. Um, yeah, he's not having that either. He's just in a really bad mode. You would probably just get exasperated and walk away. Yeah. Unless you were truly medic-concerned for him. No. I mean, Poxo's already rolling his eyes. I think you'd be rolling your eyes, too. So, um... Get off my bunk now. Right? <laughs> Um, as a matter of fact, I was seeing it that they are, he probably laid him down in the very back bunk there, at the back of the room, mm -hmm. right there, okay? And those are bunks that were unspoken for, so, and he's laid out on the lower bunk. So, um, let's see, we are one minute away from the bio break, and then we're going to have one final segment. I was hoping we would do the jump to Brindle. Should we do that? Um, all right, sure. Yes, let's do the jump really quick. Oh, you know what I forgot to bring back? Hmm. About to hear a very familiar sound. We are ship. back on the ship. I should have done that when you powered it up. Okay, um, yes, let's jump. Who's first? B. And what do you do? Sit, of course. Yep. Our opposed rolls, everybody remember. Um, nine. Nine. Okay. And I've made myself a handy dandy new um, fillable form for this. Alright, then what? Broadcast to see if there's any ships in the way. Uh-huh. Do I need to roll for that? Oh yes, contact. Four. Yeah, see, don't keep emotion out of it. You actually tied me. So I'm actually supposed to make you uh, roll on a table for that, um, but we're in a hurry this time, so I won't. Who's next? Uh, me. Okay, what does me do? Um, ship sensors to see if there's ships around. Or anything at all in your yeah. path. You're making sure you got a clear path. Uh, 
Six. Wow, it's tie day. You just tied me again. Next. Make a mark. All right, I'll make sure sh systems are go. Yep. Last time you said make sure that the check engine light isn't on. Okay, so I still have minus one, right? Oh, yes. So ten. Why does he have minus one? Because, because he did a repair that was not oh. 93 or better. I'll fix it during jump week. Yep, he's going to want to come back and repair that. So the... You got what? A ten? That is three ties in a row. And each time we tie, we are supp supposed to choose an event off of a table. But again, we're in a hurry this time. Um, now, the final jump mod, I have to calculate, so give me a second. PC versus GM, that was less than by four, so that is a plus, oops, almost said that out loud. So I now have the final jump mod, give me that um, pilot. Okay, come on. <laughs> I got a 11. A what? 11. 11. Take a mark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You use astrogation mm -hmm. too, right? Oh yeah, you get astrogation marks too. Just one. Yeah, it was, it's astrogation on your first roll and then pilot on your next So um. Let's, uh, wait for it. And you guys have now entered jump space, which means I need to turn this up. That is the sound of being in jump space, and we bio-break there. We are, for this last segment, going to work out a few things. In most tabletop RPGs, the first thing you do is roll up stats for your character. Strength, endurance, agility, stuff like that, okay? I did not deal with any of that until now. So everybody look at the top of your sheet. You can see that you have stats and they are all at seven. Seven is average, okay? So you are all at least average strength. Um, as a matter of fact, let's see. Okay. Somebody read off what four stats you have. Strength, endurance, dexterity, and intelligence. Okay. And I thought of a way to explain these. Strength is being able to lift a heavy box, a heavy crate on the cargo deck. Okay, if your strength is low, you're gonna go up, uh, up, uh, nope, can't lift it. If your strength is high, whoop, yep, got this, no problem. Okay, <laughs> endurance is carrying the heavy crate from one side of the cargo bay to the other. Okay, endurance is how far you're gonna make it carrying that box. If your endurance is very low, you're gonna make it a few steps and then drop it. If your endurance is very high, you're going to be able to carry it all the way across the cargo bay. Okay, now dexterity is moving quickly to get out of the way when somebody drops a crate, right? That's, you're very dexterous, you're very quick to move, okay? So, and then intelligence is being smart enough to say, screw this, I'm going to use the reach truck to move crates around the cargo bay, okay? So, are we clear on what strength, endurance, uh, dexterity, and intelligence are? Yeah. All right. 
Everybody has started off with the average of seven. You all get, uh, look inside your, or is it on the back? It says seven points. You get to add seven points. Divide them up however you like, okay? Now, your seven means, look at the front again, the seven means you get a zero for a modifier. Okay, as you can see there on the back, if you have a nine or a ten, you get a plus one. Eleven or twelve <coughs> is a plus two, etc. Okay? So from now on, we are going to add stats to every roll whenever we can, but you still get to use your skill. Okay, so for instance, how about a fist fight? When you punch a guy, you now not only use your combat modifier, but you get to add your strength modifier. So if you've got a plus two strength, that's going to really help you flatten some people. Okay, so you have seven points to divide any way that you want. Go. Uh, Eric, Can you increase these? Would you add a hammy mic vape, please? Sure. <laughs> yes, eventually in time, there will be a way to train these, like strength training, that sort of thing. Push-ups. But, yeah, but not yet, okay? So, everybody divide up your seven points however you want. Can I do six on one? If you feel so inclined, what are you going to put six on? Intelligence. Okay. Smart. Yeah, you smart. will be very smart then. By the way, I will sometimes use, from now on, I will sometimes use intelligence checks for hints. Mm -hmm. Like when everybody's stuck and don't know what to do, all right, somebody give me an intelligence check. And if you succeed, I will give you a hint about what to do next. So did everybody apply seven points? Yes. Okay, so sound off. All I need to know is your modifier. Wesley, you've got a strength plus one. What else? Endurance plus one, and a dexterity plus one, and intelligence plus zero. Bardock? I have plus three and intelligence zero on everything else. Hero? I have a zero strength, plus one endurance, plus one dexterity, and plus one intelligence. Nice. Um, I have plus one strength, plus one endurance, plus one dexter dexterity, and plus zero intelligence. So, as Bardak already kind of said, during this week, during this jump week, you guys would be getting to know Vril and Poxo, and Poxo and Vril would be getting to know you. Everybody open up to the character overview. The information that we decide right now is going to go on that list. If you want to write it there for now, that's fine. But notice, I already added one for Bosk, because there's something I notice about him. He likes to always be the last one to arrive, right? <laughs> right, Bosk? Always. So I can leave that? Yeah. I can leave it that way? All right, and what are you writing now? Lex explosives and guns? Yes. Okay. I have some questions, <clears throat> and I would like you all to jot down the answers wherever you like First of all, we need to flesh out the rest of your appearance. So first of all, what kind of build do you have? Are you like stocky and tough? Are you kind of thin and lanky? Are you getting a bit of a spare tire like Christopher? Um, no, I think I've gone way past that. This is a cookie tumor. Um, <laughs> what is your general build? I think I would be... I'm mid-40s, I'd start to have 
a little bit of a tire. Okay, a little punch. Okay. <clears throat> um, I would be strong and muscular. Muscular? All right, put muscular down. Who else? I already have a fit right now. Okay, that's fine. I would be strong. Okay. Well, yeah, oh, lean and muscular. So we've already got your build. Okay. What about hairstyles? You got like a shaved head, military, you kind of shaggy, you got long hair. What's your hair like? Do you, do you keep it neatly combed or does it kind of stick out different directions? What What's your hair like? Mine's like curved. So like, like all styled yeah. and stuff? Okay, so, um, so yeah, just put nice hairstyle. I have mid-length hair, unruly. Unruly, all right. Um, I have blonde hair. You have what? Blonde hair. Long hair. Okay. But also kind of like not very neat and unruly. Okay, so how long? Are we talking long like mine, just a little past your shoulders? Are we talking down to your waist? Uh, kind of like to the shoulders. Okay, so put like shoulder length unruly hair. Do you normally keep it loose or tied back? Loose. Loose? Okay. All right, now, does anyone oh. here snore when they sleep? Uh, I would. Yeah, I do. Okay. I just, I snore quietly. You snore quietly, okay. Uh, are either one of you like really loud, annoying <laughs> snorers? Moderate. Moderate. moderate snoring. Okay, moderate snoring. What about you? Uh, quiet. Quiet snoring? All right, you can put quiet. quiet snoring. I may not keep every detail. I'll keep the ones that stand out the most. Okay, so are you always neat and clean and tidy and pressed, or are you kind of a slob? Are you somewhere in the middle? I'm not neat. I think I would always have stains from my latest repair job. Oh, my great. Jersey. Put that stains. down. Like, uh, I'm kind of in the middle. Okay. So we won't oh, yeah. put anything then. Yeah. Okay. Baby doll? Orderly. Orderly? <coughs> Orderly appearance? I mean, would you put yeah. that down? Okay. Now, um, and see, what we're doing here is we're getting to know each other's characters, okay? And have a good picture in our heads of what each other is like. And the next time, we'll make sure to look at the list of character overviews, okay? Oh, that's fine already. Uh-huh. Everybody, everybody already knows mine. Very well, well, they know some things, but okay. Um, uh, don't look over there. What color hair does he have? Uh-huh. Um, Bardak, what color eyes does Hera have? Yeah. The, uh, oh, I was right. Oh, is it on the list? Oh. I guessed it. <laughs> what I mean is, you guys do not have a clear picture of each other's characters. And today we fix that, okay? All right, now, what is something that you do more than the rest of the crew? Or something that you do less than the rest of the crew? For instance, do you eat more? Are you the kind of person that, hey, where is so-and-so? Oh, he's probably in the galley eating again. Um, or are you somebody who eats very little? Um, do you sleep more than everybody else? Where is so-and-so? Oh, he's probably in his bunk as usual. Um, or do you sleep less? Are you always the last one awake and the first one to wake up in the morning? Um, are you somebody who, even in your free time, works 
all the time. Um, sounds like you might be the type, just based on things you've said in the past, mm-hmm. where you spent a lot of time in the engine room, even on your off time, or in engineering, yeah. even on your off time. I think I would sleep less and work more. Just always be checking on things, tinkering. Okay. That's good. Um, let's just start with those three. Eat, sleep, work. Do you do one of those more or less than anybody else on, in the crew? I eat the less and sleep the most. Okay, that's good. I eat less and sleep more. Okay, jot it down. Um, Yeah, maybe, um, maybe somebody only even eats two meals a day. In fact, why don't you take that one? What, uh, let's see. You're probably a breakfast eater. Wait, you said you eat less, right? Mm-hmm. So... Well, he sleeps more. He could skip breakfast every day. Right. Do you want to skip breakfast uh, most of the time, or do you want to skip lunch? Uh, skip lunch. Okay, so just jot down, doesn't eat lunch. Okay? And I'll wordsmith that as well. And Hira, what are you saying over there? She about? eats more, but it's healthy food. And she exercises, okay. and so therefore she sleeps less. He's sleeps lame. less. Okay, you got all that down? He's okay, what about entertainment? The game console, or watching videos? Um, is anybody here somebody who spends a lot of time with entertainment, um, or somebody here who has no interest in entertainment, or somewhere in the middle? I, I think I'd have no interest. I have okay. interest in entertainment. You what? Interested in entertainment. So, probably games though, right? Or do you watch a lot of videos too? Games. Games, so you can put plays a lot of games. I watch TV. You watch a lot of TV? Mm-hmm. Alright, go ahead. Um, do we have any readers on board the ship? People who spend a lot of time reading. Mm. I would probably read as my entertainment, but I wouldn't be like spending all day reading or anything. Okay, do you read a lot of novels? Do you read a lot of maybe just tech manuals? This is fun for me. What do you you read a lot of? Mm. History, science. I think I'd be interested in philosophy. So you read a lot of philosophy. Okay. Some philosophy. You read, okay. I would... I read a lot of comic books. Now, my next question, I probably already know a couple of the answers. How often you get a mist? So it sounds like you're the kind of guy who definitely takes a mist every day. Do you take more than one mist a day? Like maybe to start your day and end your day? Are you that much of a neat freak? Yeah. All right, so put on there, it takes two mists a day. So I'm wondering if there's anybody like this who is the clean freak and he takes two mists a day, or maybe somebody who uh, can use a mist and usually is that way, or somewhere in the middle. Wednesdays and Saturdays. You've missed on Wednesdays and Saturdays? All right, only (laughs) missed on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I missed every other day. You missed every other day. Okay. And you probably only wash your hair once a week. I'll say once a day. Okay. All right. Um, Now, no jokes. (laughs) Is there anybody on the ship who talks a lot? (laughs) 
or maybe never talks. I am not on the ship. <clears throat> um, I, I was thinking maybe Bosk would see himself as the quiet type. Um, but um, is there anybody who's the quiet type or somebody who's a big talker? You can't get them to shut up? Anything um, like that? I'm a quiet person. Quiet type? All right, jot it down. I think I'd be a quiet type. Oh, quiet, quiet. type. Okay. I'm the talker. Oh, big talker, huh? <laughs> All right, you can just put talkative or very talkative. Quiet. Bosk, are you one way or the other? I'm in the middle. You're in the middle? Okay. <clears throat> and while we're on this subject, is there anybody who does a lot of complaining or yeah. even has a constant positive attitude? Can I change my yes, quiet change. type? I think I would be happy to be alone, but if there was someone who wanted to talk with me, I would be able to talk a lot. So, like, I don't need company, like, to seek out, like, always to be around other people, but I'm, you know, I could talk about philosophy for hours kind of thing. Okay, you figure out how to write that down, and it's canon. All right. All right, so yes, is anybody a complainer, or uh, or maybe somebody who has a constant positive attitude, always trying to point out the bright side of everything? I'm very talkative because I'm always complaining. Oh, okay. All right, if you were to listen to music, do you listen to loud and angry music? Do you listen to happy and bouncy music? Do you listen to soothing, smooth music? What kind of music might your character listen to? Adventurous music. I'm a... I like angry music. All right, so loud and angry music. I figured you'd go with that because that's what he listens to in real life. I would listen to chaotic classical music, like twentieth century, like the equivalent <coughs> of twentieth century classical music. Here. Okay, jot it on down. Anyone else have a music choice? Soothing slash nature. Okay. Soothing music slash nature sounds. Okay. Yeah, I would like it because. I was read, uh, reading comic, comic books. books and listening to death metal. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, that actually covers all of the questions. I was hoping that it might incite a little bit of conversation. What else do you want noted about your character's personality? Here always feels the need to be right. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Always feels the need to be right. Okay. I think I feel a little uncomfortable with violence. Oh, okay. All right. I'm kind of a, a mixed mood type person. Mixed mood. So you might be angry one day and happy the next. So mood swingy, maybe? Yeah. All right, you can put mood swingy. Maybe I'm a little stoic. Oh, nice. I like it. Something I else. I feel hero heroic. You wanna you wanna be the hero? Okay, likes to be the hero. Okay. All right, we got thirty seconds on the clock. Anybody got anything else about their character? See, now we have some fleshed out characters. I think that's going to be nice, and that's going to contribute to the game. I, that was something that I've been waiting to do a long time. And this being our does everybody realize this is our tenth session? Yeah. That's crazy. I had no idea we'd be able to reach this milestone. But uh, with five seconds on the clock, I will say I appreciate every one of you at the character uh, or at the table. And this was a very good session. Yes, it was.